Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. And hello, welcome in. Thursday edition of the program. I am all screwed up on days coming out of this uh, extended holiday weekend, but we're all ready to a Thursday. Recruiting is live. Coaches are headed out to the Peach Jam, the Adidas event, the Under Armour event today, and uh, gyms across the country will pick up with basketball action, which is always a good thing. We'll talk that today. And big news for Trace Jackson Davis. He's not yet played a summer league game for the Golden State Warriors, but yesterday the terms were not announced, but the general signing with the Warriors, a really good deal it looks like for Trace and a good opportunity that's going to give him a two-year guarantee with Golden State has been inked according to ESPN, and so we'll review that. A little surprising uh, in a good way for Trace to get uh, what looks to be like a pretty solid deal right out of the gate before he's ever played a summer league game. So some good stuff to share. Thank you for being with us here on this Thursday edition of the program. Let's look at the show lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one, in just a moment, we'll go through some news and headlines. We'll tell you where to expect to hear and see Indiana coaches at later today with the live period, first of three this month, opening up uh, later today. Actually, right now, coaches can be out and about uh, scouring the gyms, watching games, taking in a lot of the prospects that we talk about each and every day on the show. So we'll do that. We'll tell you a few new names as we get into July. The media is out as well. The recruiting sites, the fan sites, interviewing a lot of the prospects. So you often find out more about who Indiana is uh, contacting and offering scholarships to. And so we'll share a couple new names with you here in just a bit. And a note on IU football, a couple local things. We'll cover all of that and more here in the opening segment. Later in the show, Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall. He will join us, presented by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. Alex is staple on our Thursday program. We'll talk the recruiting period with him. We'll get into Malik Renew and the roster for next season. And also, right now at 11 a.m., Calbert Cheney, who will be on the staff of Mike Woodson in a support role this upcoming season, He is meeting with the media, so we'll check in and see what the IU legend Calbert Chaney had to say and uh, get Alex's thoughts on the addition of Calbert Chaney and what he had to say today in kind of his introductory press conference now that he's back in Bloomington uh, leaving the Pacers, leaving professional basketball to return to the college game and, of course, his alma mater at Indiana. That hire of Chaney, I've said this before, Uh, I don't know if he has aspirations to be a full-time assistant coach. There are so many more duties and hours and traveling and recruiting that come along with that title. But his uh, role on the support staff 
uh, working with players, helping them get to the next level uh, as a guy that was one of the best at Indiana and went to the NBA and has went on to have just an outstanding career. He's never been the guy, the head guy, but he's had a lot of different experiences across college and professional basketball. So just another guy that makes sense to be on the IU staff. And I know he's been there before, but it just really seems to make sense with the direction of things right now with Mike Woodson that Calvert is back in Bloomington. So I think that's just a feel-good story all the way around, and we'll talk with Alex Bozich about that later today. That's the lineup, a service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Thornton's text line is open. That uh, line open every day during our program. The number is 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Pull out your phone, send us a text. It could be a question, a comment, IU, local stuff, whatever it may be. Always love to hear from you, 502-414-1450. And if you're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come by today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's, and don't forget to send a message to us, a question, a comment, on the text line, 502 414 1450. Let's get into some of the headlines today. First and foremost, Trace Jackson Davis with a really good opportunity. He has agreed, according to ESPN, to a four-year deal with the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Interesting. A couple of interesting things I learned reading up on this yesterday. Number one, he's the second-to-last pick in the NBA draft. I saw a report out there that maybe one of the reasons he went so late in the draft when some people had him as high as a late first-round pick is that NBA teams that mentioned to him, maybe you could be a two-way player, G League and NBA, back and forth depending on our needs. He apparently, according to one story I read, said, no, I want the opportunity to play in the NBA if you're going to draft me with the plan of a two-year player for those franchises that were talking with Trace about that. And it sounds like there were a handful He told him to pass, please. He was not interested in that. So that probably helps explain how the Warriors were able to uh, nab him as the 57th pick in the draft. But I thought this sounds like, and the financial uh, situation has not been released, but it sounds like the overall agreement is a really good setup for someone who went second to last in the second round, uh, the overall round, the final round of the NBA draft. But It's a uh, four-year deal. Two years of those are going to be guaranteed, which is huge for Trace. Uh, So big stuff for him. The Warriors, they had no cap room, and I don't understand NBA uh, financial stuff at all. But uh, according to this report, the Warriors have no cap room, salary salary cap room, and so no mid-level exceptions available this offseason. So they would have really been limited to offering Trace a two-year minimum salary contract if not for the NBA's new second-round picks exception, which allows franchises' teams to go up to four years. This is the final year of the deal. Uh, will be a team option, it says, for Trace Jackson Davis. So I don't understand all of what I just read to you, but it sounds like a new NBA policy allowing this deal to happen for Trace. Uh, Instead of the minimum of two, he gets four 
two of those guaranteed. So I think it sounds like a good situation. The Warriors seem like a good situation for Trace. We'll probably know more once he is back and ready to go in the NBA Summer League in Vegas. He has not yet played in a few games that the Warriors have played, but is expected to make his debut at some point over the next few days in Las Vegas now that the Warriors are transitioning there after some games in Sacramento as part of the California Classic. So we'll see how it goes. But Trace Jackson Davis, for a guy that went second to last, uh, and you wonder what's going on here, a lot of rumors he might go late in the first round. This is starting to make sense, and it seems like Golden State could be a really good opportunity, is how I think it should be phrased right now, but a really good opportunity for him to start off his NBA career. But again, for the second-to-last guy, um, getting a much better-than-normal agreement, it seems, at least from what we know so far. Also, uh, recruiting starts today, the live period. Some of these tournaments have been rolling since Monday and played right through the July 4th holiday, like the Nike Peach Jam down in North Augusta, South Carolina. But today is when coaches can hit the road. There are three evaluation periods. The first is today, July 6th through Sunday, July 9th. The second period is next week, July 15th and the 16th. And then the third period is a three-day period, July 24th, excuse me, a four-day period, July 24th through the 27th. Uh, those are the three periods that exist. But this is the big one where the Peach Jam takes place which is the finals of the EYBL, the uh, Adidas finals, the Under Armour finals, they all take place. The uh, third period is the NCAA College Basketball Academy, um, there's July 24th through the 27th, which is there's it's more of a camp format. It's still pretty new. It doesn't get the buzz and the feel that some of this other stuff gets. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes again this year. I think it's only year two of the NCAA College Basketball Academy camps across the country. But this first evaluation period, it's the big one. And you can expect to see IU coaches, obviously, at the Nike Elite Youth Basketball League finals at the Peach Jam. I would say at some point, all the coaches that can be on the road, all four, potentially may be there to split up, cover different prospects. And for some of the big dogs, might go all four in to show them how much uh, priority that they mean to the Hoosiers. Boogie Fland is there. Jalen Harrelson, Trent Sicily, both in-state guys are there. Uh, so many guys. Jasper Johnson, a young guy from Kentucky that is now transferred out of state to go to a, a elite high school, kind of a prep school, a travel situation. He is there. Tyler Betsy, Dylan Harper, uh, Liam McNeely, Austin Swartz. The names, just the list goes on of guys that have Indiana ties at the Peach Jam. And don't forget, I'll check this out tonight, but according to an announcement yesterday, the NBA, NBA TV on their app is going to broadcast a number, I think it's 20 Peach, game, Peach Jam games over the next few days. So if you want to watch some of these guys that we talk about a lot and you don't just want to see highlights that are out there so common on social media, uh, you can look up the schedule online and you can see what games the NBA app is going to broadcast and you can learn a lot more and see some of these guys. It should be fun to take a look at that. Uh, definitely my plan for later on. But also IU coaches uh, and so many high major coaches, they'll be at the Adidas Three Stripes uh, Championships at Rock Hill, South Carolina. There are a number of guys there. That's where Flory Badunga is at, by the way. Someone asked me yesterday, where is Badunga at in the month of July? That's where he's going to start 
his evaluation opportunity. Also, Travis Perry, who's been a sharpshooter from down at Lyon County, Kentucky, that's got offers from Indiana, Kentucky, and so many others. He's at the Adidas event. Malachi Moreno is another name we've talked about, uh, and just a handful of names there as well. Not as many as the EYBL, but definitely some there. And then Derek Queen and Bryson Tiller, two names that have been attached to Indiana, especially Queen for a long time now. Uh, they are at the Under Armour Association Finals, which are in Cartersville, Georgia. So the good thing for the IU staff and all college coaches is you've got North Augusta, South Carolina for Nike. You've got Rock Hill, South Carolina for Adidas Three Stripes. And you've got Cartersville, Georgia for the Under Armour Association Finals. So you've got three major events, and they all are within... I think pretty close driving distance from each other if you pin those three cities on maps. I mean, North Augusta is just across the Georgia state line, if I remember correctly. But those are the main events. There are some others. There's a New Balance Pro 16 finals down in Houston, Texas. That's where Asia Newell is at uh, for his program. But uh, th- those are the headliners, the, the three big dogs for sure. You can expect that IU's coaches will hit all three of those stops. You can almost take that to the bank. Also, a couple new names. I mentioned Austin Schwartz a moment ago, Na- national top 50 prospect. Here's a key thing for IU fans that they always want to know about potential recruits. Schwartz is an outstanding shooter. He told Jeff Rabjohns, who is down at the Peach Jam uh, and writing about the event for Peaks.com, that he is planning to make an official visit to Indiana coming up. So Austin Swartz, another name to add to the growing list of IU prospects. And then Hudson Greer in the 2025 class. He is a wing forward. He uh, told uh, a number of the sites out there I saw on 247 Sports that IU is one of the schools he'd like to visit and that he has been in a lot of contact recently with the IU coaches. Greer attends Lake Travis High School in Austin, Texas. So, again, that's a new name, I believe, as far as this program that Indiana has some real interest in, it seems. Also, an IU football note, Indiana football, they are pretty much used to being the underdog, and it's going to be that way again this season. The Action Network's Colin Wilson He released his 2023 preseason college football betting power ratings. you got to love this stuff in the offseason. He's got the Hoosiers football team at 88th overall out of 133 FBS college football teams with a power rating of 67.5. He's got the Hoosiers as a projected underdog in nine of their 12 games on the 2023 schedule. So, Uh, I don't have it in front of me to tell you the ones that they're the favorite, but obviously I think Indiana would be the favorite against Akron and Indiana State. And I'd have to think about that, really, to think about who the third team of the 12 games on the schedule is that they might be the preseason favorite over, to be quite honest. But that uh, tells you a little underwhelming expectation for Tom Allen and the Hoosiers this year. Also, Little League Baseball last night. I didn't go. We didn't broadcast, but there was an outstanding game between Jeff GRC and New Albany in the 12-year-old major division. It was a consolation bracket game, but it was really important because the winner of that game uh, will finish second place in the tournament and gets a opportunity, which is rare, to go on 
to the Little League State Tournament. Because District 5 is hosting, Jeff GRC is the host, they get two bids into the state tournament instead of one. HYR, Highlander Youth Recreation, already won the tournament as the number one seed and the champion. They are headed to Jeff later this month. And uh, Jeff GRC rallied to beat New Albany 11-7 in the consolation game. So the Jeff GRC team, the host of the state tournament in the major division of baseball, they will get a bid to play for a state championship on their own fields, which is pretty neat. Uh, they trailed 5-1 to one early to New Albany, uh, but came back and got hot late, went on to win 11-7. That's a big rivalry game even at the Little League ranks when New Albany and Jeffersonville hook up. But Jeff, a winner last night, 11-7 in that contest. And now HYR and Jeff will both be in the 12-year-old state tournament here locally representing District 5. That's look at our headlines for this Thursday edition of the program. I mentioned that Calvert Cheney, with a media availability uh, just a little bit earlier in this 11 a.m. hour, and uh, kind of scrolling through, seeing some of the things that Calbert had to say. He started the press conference, quote, it's good to be back home and just look forward to working with this wonderful program. I hold Coach Woodson in high regard, and that's one of the reasons came back. he came back. Uh, Cheney said he and Mike Woodson had some conversations about maybe coming on staff uh, last summer, then once the Pacers and the IU season started, those conversations died down. This offseason, Woodson called Calvert and eventually got him to come back to Bloomington. Calvert went on to say, quote, this program always has had a great tradition, and I've always enjoyed watching this program grow. With all programs, there's, there's good moments and bad moments. I have always loved this program. Calvert was asked why he decided now is the time to return to the college ranks. His answer, Woody. He and his staff is really what brought me here. He said he really did not have any thoughts about returning to college until Coach Woodson reached out. Calvert also talked about how special it is to have different generations of former IU greats share uh, the same staff. Mike Woodson, Calvert Cheney, of course Jordan Holes, a former Hoosier as well. And he and uh, Calvert, I'd forgotten this, they had an opportunity to work together back in the 2012 and 13 season when uh, I believe Calvert was on staff at that point with Indiana as well. He was asked first impressions of IU's roster. He said, quote, I think we can win. I got a chance to watch this team yesterday, and I think we have a lot of potential. I think they can be better than last year's team. Better than last year's team. Wow, those are strong words from IU great Calvert Cheney. Now, it sounds like he hasn't had a lot of opportunity to see this team. He mentioned he had a chance to watch him yesterday. I don't know if that was his first time as a team or if he's been around individual workouts as well. Have no clue. But pretty strong words that I think will get a lot of Indiana fans uh, excited. So, uh, Also, Calvert on Jalen hood Shafino turning into a one-and-done player. He said, quote, with what he's done in just a year's time and becoming a first-round draft pick, that's huge. With what Woody did with Jalen and Trace and Race, I believe that they are better now than when they came in. And I agree totally, uh, especially with Jalen Hood, Shafino, and Trace. I think those two uh, improve leaps and bounds. Saw so, uh, Hood Shafino, I don't know what his tally was, by the way, last night, but he had 13 points when I was watching a brief moment of the game in the third period. Uh, I didn't see a stat line. I want to look it up because he didn't make a three 
in his earlier summer league game. He missed every three opportunity he shot. Curious last night if any of his points, he was in double digits for sure, came from from the three-point line. So we'll look those up here in just a moment. We'll head to a commercial break. We're back with Alex Bozich of Inside the Excuse me, Inside the Hall. We'll talk the latest uh, and get his thoughts on what Calvert Cheney had to say in the media availability. Uh, that ended just moments ago. We'll talk about the coaches hitting the recruiting trail and a lot more coming up. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Thursday edition of the program. Alex Bozich inside the hall going to be with us here in just a moment. We are going to lock him in on the telephone line. Somebody also texted me and said, you know, Matt, as you talk about basketball this summer, don't forget the TBT, which you're right, that's a $1 million tournament. And there actually are some regional games that are going to take place in Louisville. And so uh, we will. Uh, that will be fun. I know the Louisville alumni have a team in there, and uh, should be interesting to uh, to watch them play. I keep hoping for an Indiana team. There have been rumors of an Indiana team, uh, but uh, nothing for this year. I do not believe. I actually went to the million dollar game, uh, the championship game in Dayton last summer. And it was a really unique experience seeing the group, I believe it was from Buffalo, that uh, won a million bucks. And there was a decent crowd there in Dayton, a pretty neat setup, how they had the gym, the arena set up, a smaller arena. But anybody with, I don't care who it is playing, if it's high school people or amateurs or just guys that you work with uh, for a million dollars, it really changes the intensity of the game, especially that championship game. And that was a lot of fun to see. So uh, maybe get over to Freedom Hall and watch some of those TBT regional games coming up in July. Uh, That has been something that helps fill the void for basketball fans. And I agree. I I catch myself watching it or paying attention to it in the distance. And I'm sure we'll do so here again this summer. Alex Bozich inside the hall. He's with us in this segment to talk IU basketball and more. This segment brought to you by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture, where you can save 25% during their pre-grand opening sale at all three locations. They've got two in downtown New Albany and their newest location on Veterans Parkway in Jeffersonville. Alex, glad to have you with us. You just got off the uh, virtual Zoom with Calbert Cheney, former IU great. I mentioned a lot of what he said in our first segment today, but pretty neat to see him back in Bloomington uh, as a member of Mike Woodson's staff, and there seems to be a great camaraderie between Woodson, Cheney, and the former IU guys. Absolutely, Matt. Good to be back with you. And not to uh, change directions too quick, but I heard you talking about the the TVT before uh, you had me on here. I've been a little surprised just in general that there hadn't been an IU present for that because you think of all the the great former players that are still, you know, maybe not NBA guys, but still playing overseas and different leagues around around the country. It'd, it'd be really cool if one of these years we could we could see an IU team in that. It would give us something else to look forward to in the summer. So 
uh, hopefully that's something that comes uh, down the road. As far as Calvert Cheney goes, um, yeah, we spent about 16, 17 minutes with him uh, this morning. Uh, you know, he talked a lot about just the, the opportunity to, to come back and work with Mike Woodson. It sounded like the deal was, uh, you know, the main thing that had him interested in coming back and pursuing this was the ability to, to work with Woodson. And then also with the rule changes now, he's going to be able to have an on-court on, on role in terms of working with players and actually getting to do some of the player development stuff that he did uh, with the Pacers. I, I went up to a Pacers game last year. Uh, it was in late December. He was obviously on their staff, um, but more of a player development type coach. And just getting to see him work with some of those NBA guys before the game, got there early and, and was able to watch warm-ups. Um, you know, it's a, you know, <clears throat> a pretty big role uh, to have that in the NBA. And to bring that experience now down to college and uh, have somebody who just as recently as last season was, was working with, you know, guys like Tyrese Halliburton and Benedict Matherin and Miles Turner, uh, for Mike Woodson to be able to say, hey, you know, if you come to Indiana, you're going to be working with, you know, a guy who's not only the all-time leading Big Ten scorer, a guy who was a lottery pick himself, but somebody who's just recently been in the pros and kind of knows what it takes on a day-to-day basis uh, to train like a pro and be a pro. I think that's a that's a big deal. So I think it's a great addition to Indiana staff. I mean, Calvert Chaney is the guy, you know, I don't know him very well. I've just interviewed him a few times over the years, different things. He was at Hoosier Hysteria back in 2019, and, he was with the program, you know, some of those cream years, and, and then just talking to him today. And he's always got a smile on his face. He's a guy that's well-liked. I don't think you'll ever hear anybody say a bad word about Calvert Tierney. He was a guy that, that came into college with, you know, he wasn't that blue-chip five-star recruit, and he stayed four years, developed, and made himself into really one of the greatest players ever play, uh, put on an Indiana uniform. So I think when you have him back in the fold, uh, you know, if he wants to come back, it's a no-brainer uh, to have him on staff and just all that experience that he brings. And uh, he really talked about just kind of wanting to, to pay it forward today and, and be a part of uh, something bigger than himself. And obviously not about the money for him. He's made a lot of money over his career. Uh, so I think it's a win-win uh, for Indiana and for Calvert being able to, to come back and be able to, to kind of work more with uh, with players on the court, which is something he wasn't really necessarily able to do the last time he was with the program. So looking forward to seeing how it all develops, and it was, it was awesome to, to catch up with him this morning. You know, Alex, I have no idea what Calvert's ultimate aspirations are in college basketball, really, or in the sport of basketball in general. But just based on what I think and what some of his comments were today, it seems like he is – at Indiana in a position that he really wants to be in and he would not be there back in Bloomington if it was not for Mike Woodson so it almost seems like a really good fit for him and something that maybe this time around he will be there for some time yeah I mean I I don't know kind of what his goals are uh, like you said long term as a coach but you know who knows what this could develop into you know, five, ten years down the road, you know, if he stays and sticks with it. I don't know. What, you know, he's been an assistant coach at college programs before he worked at St. Louis. I think it was under Jim Cruz. So he's he's done recruiting before in the past. But it seems like to me his, his passion is more in terms of development and, and working with players, uh, not so much maybe in the, the, the recruiting standpoint. So I think this is a perfect role for him. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, you can't, 
get into that. You can't fall into that trap of, you know, you have to have Indiana guys on staff. But I think with him, um, just the, the versatility in terms of his skill set and his experiences as a person is really valuable because you, you're not going to find too many guys that have, have done the things in basketball that Calvert Chaney has done that, that want to be in a role like that. I mean, he's obviously one of the best to ever play in the Big Ten. He's the, the all-time leading scorer in the conference. You know, he played in the NBA for a long time. He's coached in the NBA. He's coached in college. He's, uh, he's, he's basically checked all the boxes. And so um, it, it's, it's pretty much a no-brainer if you're Mike Woodson to, to add a guy like that uh, to the staff. And the interesting thing to me was it sounded like they originally talked last summer and uh, kind of just you know caught up on things. And, and I think Woodson, it, it seemed to me like from what Calvert said, was just kind of feeling out like what you know, he wanted to do ultimately. He obviously came back this season, with, last season with the Pacers and – spent the year with them but then once the season ended Calvert said uh it wasn't you know a week after their season ended before they were back on the phone and kind of talking about the and I believe we lost Alex Bozich we'll see if we could reconnect with him Alex Bozich inside the hall this segment presented by Todd Coleman's classic furniture and uh Justin let me know if we can get Alex back on the line and we'll reconvene our conversation Alex are you there I'm still here. Can you hear me? Got you now. Yeah, I don't know where I where I cut out there, man. I, yeah, I could hear you the whole time. Um, no, I was just saying in, in general. Um, I think just being able to add a guy with his experience and his uh, just kind of the things that he's he's gone through in the world of basketball is a no brainer. And it, it sounded like to me um, this has been something that's been in the works. You know, they he, Calvert talked that uh, him and Woodson. Uh, spoke last off season and uh, about the, the possibility of, of him coming back eventually. And then once the Pacer season wrapped up, it sounds like the deal got done pretty quick. So uh, it, it sounded like to me that he, he's really looking forward to this opportunity to, to work with with the guys. And uh, he was pretty uh, sounded pretty excited. He, he mentioned that he thought this team next year could be better than last year's team, which. I don't know if, if us in the media, or, you know, those that kind of follow us closely, kind of feel the same way. But that, to me, was was pretty uh, surprising for him to say that. So uh, we'll see how it all develops. Yeah, that was my next question for you. I was a little surprised, or a little caught off guard, to hear Calbert say that. Obviously, he's coming in with uh, huge expectations, and I know wants the team to be very successful. But uh, is that possible? Could this? team next season with some improvement over the summer and some contributions in a major way by those that were added via the transfer portal and maybe some of the incoming freshmen if they're ready to step up and help. Does this team have any chance of matching last year's team's success or maybe exceeding it? Yeah, I mean, that's tough without actually seeing, like, the pieces together on the court and and knowing kind of what uh, it's going to look like. Obviously, I think the talent's pretty good, um, but when you're talking about replacing a player that was impactful as Trace, um, if I was going to be uh, kind of projecting into next season, I, I find it difficult to believe that they're going to be um, better. Now, obviously, they have some guys uh, that are coming in that have high-end talent. I mean, you look at some of these early mock drafts for next season, and people are talking about Kalilway as potential first-round pick, and Baco, the same thing. Uh, you bring back Xavier Johnson, who's going to be 
as good of a point guard as there's going to be in the Big Ten this season. Trey Galloway and his experience, you know, what what does another offseason of development do for a guy like C.J. Gunn or Caleb Banks uh, and some of the other transfers and, you know, Anthony Walker and Peyton Sparks, those guys are obviously, uh, you know, seasoned veterans at this level. So I, I think the pieces are there to be a pretty good team. Uh, I, I don't know that I'd go out on a limb and say they could be better than last year's team because uh, just traces. Uh, I don't want to say once in a generation because there's been some really good players that have come through Indiana in the last 20, 25 years. But he's right up there in terms of since I've been covering Indiana basketball, and that dates back to 2007, in terms of just, you know, complete career um, and what they accomplished while in Indiana. I mean, in that time span, I mean, I think Yogi Ferrell and, and obviously Victor Oladipo, Cody Zeller, um, you know, those are, are kind of the guys that, that stand out to me, and I think Trace is right up there in the mix with those guys. And uh, I, I think it's just a lot to replace. But I, I do think they can be uh, – a really good team. Uh, maybe there's the potential to have a deeper run in the tournament. I mean, that's it's all uh, kind of up in the air until we kind of see how this team uh, plays together and, and what the pieces look like when they when they finally get on the court. But I, I think the most impressive thing that Mike Woodson has done this off season is is put Indiana in position to be uh, a tournament team again next year, Matt. This, that's one of the things I asked Calvert about and. You know, you look back at the history of Indiana basketball. When Bob Knight was the coach, uh, you know, you know, agree with what Bob Knight did as, as a coach at, at times, or disagree with it. But you know, it was never really a question year in year out that Indiana was going to the tournament under Bob Knight, and you know, that's really something that the program's gotten away from for a long time. And to me, Mike Woodson coming in his first two seasons and making the tournament sent a statement to me that he's going to be able to to build a, a program that's. Uh, competitive on a year-in, year-out basis. So I, th- I think that's a that's a huge deal going forward. Alex Bozich inside the hall this segment, brought to you by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. Jalen hood Shafino last night. Looks like he finished with 20 points. He's had a couple solid outings. I know he didn't shoot the three ball uh, very well in his uh, first outing, but I think for the Lakers and his role and where he was drafted at and how much we saw him improve from his early days in Bloomington to his finale in his first year, I think I think he's maybe got a bright future there, and it's been interesting to see him get summer league underway as one of their key players. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it, it's always an adjustment, I think, for any player, and I think you know that first game that he played, I uh, had a chance to watch some of it, and he was you know six for nineteen from the field, finishes with fifteen points. And had a really, uh, you know, a good, a good start, but maybe not as efficient as, as you'd like. And I think last night he, he came back and, and, and it was better. I mean, that's that's what you want in these opportunities as a development uh, type of league. I mean, they're not really worried about wins and losses in summer league. They're worried about getting guys reps and getting them a chance to get out there and play. And I thought, just watching some of the clips back from last night, he was uh, much sharper, much better in, in game two. And I'm really excited to see. Uh, how it how it continues to progress as they as they head to Vegas. I think that's that all gets underway uh, tomorrow. Obviously, there's a smaller set of teams that were at this event in Sacramento, but once we get into Vegas, there's going to be I think most of the top rookies from the league are going to be there. Uh, there's going to be uh, you know one thing that I've really liked over the years that NBA has really done a better job of getting the summer league games on TV, so an opportunity to watch some of these games and watch not only. 
Kuchifino, but, you know, Race Thompson, I think, is expected to play for the New York Knicks. Uh, we'll see what with Trace, and he's obviously been battling a right hamstring in- injury that forced him out of the first two games in, in, in Sacramento. But, you know, there's talk that he could make his debut in, in Vegas. And then, obviously, all of the, the other guys that have come into the league from the Big Ten, and it was a, it was a big year for Big Ten basketball, sending a, a ton of guys to the NBA. So I, I look forward uh, to the Summer League every year, and I, I hope that all those guys are able to go out and, and get get minutes and, and just get kind of their a feel for for the game because it's a it's a much different game, Matt. I mean, they were Huchifino and, and Trace at Indiana. They were you know every time they stepped on the court, they were you know in terms of talent, one of the two or three, four most talented players. It's not going to be the case now when they when they even in the summer league. I mean, you're going against uh, the best of the best. It's not just rookies. It's it's guys that are kind of fighting tooth and nail for a spot in the league and, 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 and like training camp. And you've also got some second and third year players who are coming uh, to summer league to, to compete and try to win. So uh, it's, uh, you know, I, I thought Jalen really had a strong start for himself and I'm looking forward to seeing how he develops because uh, that's not, a, that's not an easy spot to go to for your first team. I mean, the Lakers obviously had the 17th pick, but, Look at some of the moves they've made this offseason. They're looking to win now, and uh, if he's going to be a part of that, he's going to have to be uh, ready to play as, as a first-year player. That you know, teams that are going to the conference finals and competing uh, to go to the, the finals, which I think the Lakers are going to be right up there with any team in terms of having a chance to get out of the West next year. Uh, they need guys that are ready to play now. So, as a one-and-done player, there's going to be a lot on on Pichino's shoulders. So, I think it's very important that he has a good summer, a strong summer, and kind of gets uh, well acclimated uh, to the game. Because before you know it, I mean, the NBA season starts earlier and earlier every year. I think mid-October, uh, you'll, you'll start seeing the regular season uh, get underway, and so it's not too far off. No question. Alex Bozich inside the hall, our guest. Trace Jackson Davis, a four-year contract. We don't know the financial details with the Warriors, two of those years guaranteed. Uh for a guy that went second to last in the draft and hasn't played a summer league game yet, it sounds like a pretty good situation for him with Golden State. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like obviously there was a connection there with his his uh, his agent being the the brother of the of, of the GM uh, James Dunleavy, the the brother of, of new Warriors GM uh, Mike Dunleavy, who Indiana fans will remember from you know, his, his days playing at Duke, but. Uh, you know, sometimes it's it's uh, situations like that really work out. And for Trace, I think, um, although it may have been perceived as a slight uh, that he that he fell uh, in the draft, the fact that he's now got himself at least two years guaranteed of an NBA salary that's huge. Uh, he got a four-year deal. If he comes out these first two years and plays well and and earns himself a chance to stick around for years three and four, I mean, he's he set himself up. I don't want to say for life, but you know he's got a, a really good opportunity to, uh, you know, to 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 change kind of uh, things for him uh, financially for a long period of time. So I thought that was great to see, and, and I think he's going to a, an organization with opportunity because you know a, a team like Golden State, when you when you look at you know for those who don't follow the NBA maybe as closely as as, as I do, uh, you know Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, those are three huge salaries. So on a team like that, you kind of have to supplement the rest of the roster with guys that may not be earning as much money. And so that, you know, that, that kind of hurts Golden State in terms of pursuing top free agents or filling their roster out with veterans. But 
for a guy like Trace, it's the perfect opportunity because you know he's a seasoned veteran coming in from college. He understands the game. He knows how to play the game. And um, you know, if they can get him for a couple million a year and have him stick around, uh, that's a huge valuable piece to their roster. Also, throwing the fact that they're not a team that has a ton of depth at center. I mean, they've got Kavon Looney, they've got Draymond Green. Um, and they play a little bit smaller, so and, and more up tempo. So I think that really kind of fits too with with how Trace likes to play. Um, he may not be a guy that, that comes in and plays a lot as a rookie or even as a second year player, but I think just knowing what I know is his work ethic and, and you know how he's going to pick up concepts and how he's going to fit in with our culture. Uh, he's never been a guy that you never heard anything bad about him off the court. I think that that's pretty valuable too in the NBA. Uh, world, if, if you can just have guys that are professionals show up every day, work hard, and are committed to getting better, I think Golden State's really a, a franchise where he can stick and, and have a longer-term impact. So hopefully this uh, this right hamstring uh, deal is, is, is kind of in the rearview mirror sooner rather than later because I think for him, too, I think it's important that he gets on the on the court in summer league. Yeah, no question. Alex Bozich inside the hall. Alex, we're running out of time real quickly. Uh, IU coaches, college coaches across the country, Division One coaches, that is, they can hit these gyms today for certain events, certified events, uh, to watch recruits. And I know Indiana's going to have a major presence at the Peach Jam. I would say the Adidas event and also the Under Armour event as well. Uh, who do you expect IU coaches on to focus on most here in this first of three evaluation periods? Yeah, I mean, they're actually going to be at four events. They're also going to be down in uh, in Texas for the, the New Balance. Uh, I think it's next pro uh, Power 16 or Final 16 event, which Aza Newell, uh, who's a kid they've recruited pretty hard, he's going to be there. So I expect them to be at all four events. Um, you know, off the top of my head, it's hard to go through every day. I, you know, I did put something together earlier on the site uh, this morning you can go check out, but listed most of the names that most of those events that they're going to be focused on. It's, it's a lot of the 2024 guys who are on the recruiting board uh, at, at the Under Armour event. I think the headliner there is Derek Queen at Peach Jam. Uh, you're looking at guys like Boogie Flan, uh, Dylan Harper. I don't want to forget anybody. Austin Swartz, Liam McNeely, Jaden uh, Mustaf will be there. And then with the Adidas event, uh, you look at guys like Flory, uh, BJ Edgecombe, um, trying to think uh, Travis Perry the kid out of Kentucky the point guard will be there as well uh, I think there's a kid also out of Arkansas uh, that they're looking at and, and some younger guys 2025 and 26 guys as well obviously at Peach Jam too they'll be watching Jalen Harrelson the kid out of Fishers and, and Trent Sisley of Heron and Chills so not, no shortage of targets that they're going to be focused on and uh, yeah they'll, they'll be all over the place it's a busy it's really the, the busiest weekend in terms of the summer for recruiting because Next week, and I believe it's just two days that they can be out, and then the end of the month there's those college basketball academies, but I don't expect them uh, to really be out as much with that because I don't think a lot of the top players are going to be playing in those events. Uh, so it's really just this weekend and next that will be a huge focus from a recruiting standpoint. Alex Bozich inside the hall presented by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. Alex, thank you. We'll catch up with you next week. All right, Matt. Thank you. All right, Alex with us on Thursdays. We talk IU basketball and more. We'll head to a quick break, and then I'm back to wrap up our Thursday program. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this in first. 
all the small schools never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. We're back on this Thursday edition of the program and good chat with Alex Bozich today. That's basically going to wrap things up for us. We will be back with you on Friday. Uh, Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, will be with us. Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star will catch up on more basketball with both of those guys. Of course, Kyle is a great resource to catch up with everything going on this month with all the college recruiting opportunities and where some of the great in-state players are at and how they're playing. Uh, but don't forget, you can watch some of this Peach Jam action on the NBA app. It's a new deal that was announced uh, earlier this week. And so some of these guys that we always talk about, and you probably wonder if Indiana will have a chance ultimately to land some of these big names. If they're at the Peach Jam, the Nike event, you probably can log on and watch them play. That's going to wrap things up for our Thursday program. We'll be back tomorrow at 11 a.m. Dylan Wallace, Kyle Nedrip, and more scheduled for our Friday program. We'll catch up with you then here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. <laughs>